Agents Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Okay, Lab Coach Nation, welcome back to another episode and it just so happens to be the third episode with these guys. Evidently, we just can't get enough and we've got a lot to still talk about. So welcome back. Let's just leave. Uh, let's let's save time with intros. Jackson, Jesse, channel junkie, YouTube experts sharing how to take this strategy of growing a YouTube channel and turning it into business. And that's exactly where we're going to go today. But first, let's just quickly recap some things, maybe the highlights of how we got to this point, because today we're going to talk about you know hooks and calls to actions that you need to have. Uh, and then what to do once your phone starts to ring, and then maybe even if we if we have time scaling, you know, you guys mm-hmm. are now expanded across multiple markets, and how how uh, agents can do that. So first things first, guys, let's talk about uh, let, let's recap a few things. Let's recap obviously just getting started. The the tools they should be using to optimize the two buddies, the keywords everywhere, keywords captions. Maybe, maybe touch on how you don't recommend. Uh, putting money behind it. You don't recommend uh, sharing to other platforms. And let's just do a quick little recap and then let's dive into the next level. Yeah, the, the 10,000 foot view is really, it all boils back down to content marketing. So if you look at whatever you do, whatever platform you use is answering the questions of the consumers, it, it will really change your game. So YouTube's a platform, obviously, which is the second largest search engine owned by the number one search engine. But, but the thing that we cracked, you know, early on was that, you know, our cities and our suburbs, which are the main keywords, right? Beaverton, Oregon, Hillsboro, Oregon, those were getting searched in tools like TubeBuddy.com 10, 12, 15 times a month more in, in YouTube than they were in Google. So we rely heavily on TubeBuddy.com. And that is not only to find our titles, which are titles that have adequate amount of search and minimal competition. Again, we've talked about that. I've got free playlists showing this, but also what to do to to build that title up, right? The metadata. So you've got to add the descriptions properly and you've got to, you know, tag these videos. So again, you've got to really understand what the hell your consumers or people who are looking to buy and sell, what are their main questions and address that. So using keyword research tools. And then from there, you know, structuring that that video correctly. Um, you know, we talked about hooks and calls to action and how to really start these videos. Don't be talking about yourself. Don't open the video talking about you. Don't talk about being the greatest. Nobody cares about that, right? Open that video 100% answering the consumer's question, right? So in, in this case, it's 
Have you ever wondered how to get more real estate business to you uh, without spending any money? Well, today we're talking with Jackson and Jesse. They've been able to use YouTube for free to bring in, you know, they've closed 122 deals this year in 2021 already for free. If you want to learn that, stay tuned. So that's a hell of a lot different than, hi, my name's, you know, Jeff. I'm, I'm the greatest lab code agent, you know, interviewer of all time. I'm here. And again, podcast form's a little different, but if you catch my drift, we got to hook people right at the beginning. We don't have a lot of time out there. So, you know, once you discover what the people are searching, you answer that question with long organic videos. And, you know, I'm kind of stopping there with, with anything that I have, maybe Jesse can pick up, but really we've got to start answering the consumer's questions. And, and we love the long form video content to do that. Yeah. The one thing I'd add to that too, is like with our, um, our intro, or our hook now it's uh we used to do just like like how jacks before what jackson would say is we'd say we'd say like what it say the title was uh youtube agents on the lab code agents we'd say uh the you know in this episode we're going to be talking about the youtube agents and how they've built their business over the last two years and if that's what you want to know about stay tuned but if you notice like his other the way that he did it now is like more of like a storytelling process and so if you look at a lot of the people that follow us they'll kind of do it our old school style way but when you put a story to it, just like anything else, and this is what people talk about in social media is, you know, you got to storytell. So every time we do any videos, we're always trying to inject our personal stories into it because it builds more personal uh, relationship with the audience. And the one thing I hear from a lot of agents that reach out to me directly is they always say, man, I, I literally get stuck watching your whole video because you always tell these stories. And the more a story you can inject into your video, the more people are going to be hooked. And when we talk to agents that aren't successful, I go back and I look at their videos and they're extremely dry. They have no personal stories. And it's just like very robotic. Stat readers. Exactly. And we're both very guilty of it. Like, don't take that any other way. But but we were hardcore and doing like thousands of videos to, to figure this stuff out, which we've made it, you know, very easy for people to, to duplicate. But yeah, stat readers, reading scripts, anything of that nature is just terrible, right? And and you just have to realize, watch the content that you consume. And, and those people are not scripted by any means. You know, you want somebody you can relate with. Right. And practice makes perfect. That, that's true. That's just a general video advice for anybody mm -hmm. who's, who's scared of the camera. You are going to spend hours upon hours upon hours creating hundreds of videos until you feel like you're actually decent at it. And even right. then you're always going to want to be improving. Uh, so yeah. Practice because, doesn't make perfect practice makes comfort. Like right. at the end of the day, I don't, I, now I don't give a shit what I sound like, look like I I'll mess up in the videos. I'll ask the, Hey, comment down below what the hell word I'm looking for. Like by understanding that that's actually helping my videos being more natural, it, it eases you and, and that practice will make you more comfortable. Agreed. Perfection is not what you're after when it comes to video. So let me just say this before I ask a couple questions. First of all, if you're, you just jumped in and this is the first episode you happen to be listening to, go back to the two previous episodes where we, we go deep on some technicals and we lead up to where we are today. So make sure you go back, go back and listen to those episodes before you keep listening to this one. Cause otherwise you might be a little disappointed thinking, well, crap, what, what are they talking about? Well, we already talked all about that. So there's two episodes prior to this one. Go check it out. I want to ask you guys some questions. So you, you teased 
you know, the hooks. Uh, and so let's start with hooks and then we'll get to the call to action because hook is how you lead in with a video every time. It's not the, hey guys, it's, hey everybody, right? None of that crap, right? Remember, you're usually talking to one viewer on the other end. Yes, you're talking to many who are gonna watch the video, but usually it's one person, not a, not a stadium, not a room full, one person. So cater your message like that. So I wanna ask you, you guys gave the example of how I could have introed in this video or hook them with an intro to the podcast. Let's talk about what we've talked about, which is what type of content you're creating, which is usually community-driven content. So how about you guys help the, the listener understand, okay, they're thinking to themselves, all right, I'm gonna go do what they taught me in the previous two episodes, how would I give you some examples of how I would hook in my audience uh, before those, before I start those videos? Yeah. And it really, it takes us back to, you know, starting this out and, and being very robotic and, and getting out what we thought we needed, right? How, who I am, how great I am and where I service. Right. But then we kind of started getting into, okay, the, the titles, the pros and cons. So I'm just gonna be like, Hey, you want to learn the pros and cons? Stay tuned. That's actually, believe it or not sufficient enough, but as, we really started practicing this. And as the comments started coming and as the reach outs come, you start un unearthing like, holy shit, like we're really helping these people. And, and I, I started kind of analyzing all that and then injecting that into the intro. So what it looks like is instead of, Hey, what's up? It's Jackson Wilkie, your, your top real estate agent here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, you know, if you're thinking of moving here, make sure you call me, right? Well, they searched, you know, where to live in Portland, Oregon, because they have no freaking idea. And everybody wants to get real minute and, and microscopic with their videos of these little like neighborhoods. Again, name a neighborhood in Portland, Oregon. You, you can't, right? Name the county in Portland. You can't. Name the school districts. You can't. So we understand that actually, oh my God, I got to move to Portland, Oregon. I That's all I know is Portland, right? I might know Beaverton because of Nike, but so I started realizing, okay, what are these people really asking in their head? And that's how I'm going to open this video. So instead of opening with myself or just, Hey, you want to know where to live? I open it now. It's like, look, you're thinking about moving to Portland, Oregon. I get it. I did it just two years ago myself. There's five completely different sections. In fact, I've driven to some areas where if you cross the street, it's a completely different environment. And when you move to Portland and you move to the wrong area, it's going to be miserable. So if you want to truly learn a couple of the areas around Portland, Oregon, that you might like to live, but most importantly, a bunch of those areas that you can cross off the list that you will never love to live in. Well, we're going to be talking about all of those. So stay tuned, right? So now I've really hit him with, oh my God, I'm moving to Portland. I have no idea where to live. And he told me he's going to tell me a bunch of areas I might not want to live. And so you'll hear me and Jesse, no matter what we're talking about now, we're just going to be flat out honest. Like if it's helping real estate agents with their business, Jesse's going to tell you why you suck at certain things or what, you know, like I remember really failing miserably doing this, right? Where we always want a sugar coat. That's a cute little three bed, two bath house. So a lot of the intros that we're going to hook you with is going to be story form, but it's also like hitting you right here in the freaking feelers, right? Because that is what sets up everything for the success of your video, which is most importantly, those calls to action, which come next. I love that. Uh, Jesse, anything to add as far as, you know, let's just say, I think you guys use an example of like going out to a park and highlighting mm -hmm. a local park or local area in a city how would you how would you advise someone to lead into a highlight video of of you know a piece of the city or, or a place yeah if it, if it was me personally i would uh you know if i was going to talk about a park i would just say 
you know, I'm standing right here in the middle of uh, Central Park. And, you know, this is one of my favorite parks growing up there. And I could kind of like give like a little roundabout description of like what the park looks like, what some of my favorite aspects are. Say, like, I remember coming here as a kid or even as an adult with my family. And this is one of the places that we absolutely love coming here on Sundays, uh, enjoying some family picnics and this and that. And it's so you're kind of like building that relationship because last time you were, we were talking a little bit about stats. So actually I went and saw that they released the 2020 uh, YouTube stats in June and I didn't even see it yet, but I uh, went and read it and they said that you only have 30 seconds uh, to hook your audience. So that's why this is the most important because typically your hook is going to be anywhere from, I mean, people can do it as long as they want. Some of my hooks get up to two minutes now, but that's the thing is once you get them hooked at the intro and you're building that visual and connection and kind of like giving a little story, um, you can even see like, be like, yeah, I fell off of this slide and you know, I broke my leg, whatever. Uh, and that was a whole crazy story, which I'll tell in the video. So if you want to know more about that, stay tuned. So that's kind of how I would set up a park highlight. And that, that would, I, and like what Jackson mentioned is like, nobody really knows about like the parks or anything like that on YouTube. So that's going to be a little bit tougher. Like they know central park in New York city, but you know, if it's like a, a Facebook or an Instagram post, you know, story or a reel, that's something that would work on that platform. But with YouTube doing a park or something real central and localized uh, or more localized, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit tougher because um, you could do like the top four parks in Portland, Oregon, um, something like that. And that would really work. And then also I think like with the, um, the hook too, and something that gets people to click a lot is um, the thumbnail has got to have, is got to look real catchy as well, um, which is, pretty much 90% that in the title to get them to the video, which then gets them to the hook. So it's like this nice symphony of steps that you have to put together to get the whole video to come together as one whole unit. I love what you said there. And I was going to say something about that from what Jackson said, which is, is distinguishing between the two. We're talking YouTube here. They, you know, you heard what Jesse just said, 30 seconds to two minute intros hooks. Facebook, Instagram, you got about three seconds. Yeah. Very different, right? Very, very different. And so it's pretty fascinating to, to understand that. But even what you just said about the parks, you know, or Jackson, what you said, you know, we teach Facebook groups, get very niche down. Don't go Portland, go a, a community of Portland because that's what you're going to dominate. That's what you're going to build a group around. Portland's too broad. Mm -hmm. On YouTube, on the other hand, what are they searching? You're right. They don't know what they don't know. So they're, they're not searching little, you know, minute areas. They're searching things to do in Portland. They're searching places to live in Portland. That's what they're searching. I love that you guys said that because it is more macro on YouTube. Would, would you not agree? Oh, 150%. Got to know your audience. Exactly. And that's the thing is the audience on Facebook and Instagram or Facebook, I'd say more than Instagram is more of your local friends. And so that's going to be closer to your sphere, which they know what all this localization is. But when you go to YouTube, this is an audience that's so top of the funnel, like they don't know anything about anything. They just, they just know Portland, Oregon, or they know uh, Los Angeles. And it's funny when agents call us and they're like, Oh, I'm from so-and-so city. And I'm like, I have no clue where that is. Like, what's the next biggest city? And then they'll tell me, and I typically know. And even when we're figure, trying to figure out uh, cities and things to shoot on, when we go to new cities, we, um, I, what I do is, and I don't do the new cities, but if I'm helping an agent, what I do is I just go to Google maps and the further I scroll out is how I know the, the city's bigger because the bigger cities pop out as the map scrolls out. So that's how you can kind of see like what those driver cities are. Yeah. And, and real quick to this, because this is one of the, like the, when, when you get my blood boiling type stuff is debunking, you know, the marketers and the, 
the uh, real estate agents out there who, who kind of just speak on things because they think it's right, but they've never actually acted on it. And I did. Right. So when it comes to like, you know, counties and parks and restaurants, right. Sometimes those get searched a lot, but you have to understand where is that search coming from? And let's say you come here to Houston, Texas, are you going to go to YouTube to, to learn where the best restaurants are? Or are you going to go to Yelp, your maps and those kind of things? So, um, you know, when we talk about restaurants and all these kind of things, you have to understand where that search is coming from. YouTube is a platform where basically I got to learn as much as I can about this area. And I'm kind of tired of reading about it or looking on a map. Uh, oh my God, these videos are showing me everything. So when I'm showcasing, Hey, there's some restaurants over here, or there's a park over there. It's because it's a lifestyle. So look, you can come right here off Hawthorne and you have uh, you got, you know, a big mountain right behind you, Mount Tabor that you can go hiking. You walk down the street. It's some of the most eclectic independent shops, restaurants, bars. The thing I don't like about it, look at these houses. They're, they're an inch away from each other. Little three ones, two ones. Now I love coming over here with the family. We come almost every weekend, but I got to get out there to the suburbs. That's me. So now you need to ask yourself if moving here, is this more your lifestyle where you don't really care about the house as much in the space? You want all the entertainment. And there's Laurelhurst Park right there where, I mean, you throw off the, the Chinese lanterns and all the stuff. Uh, they have huge events there or are you more space, right? And so people think they want this eclectic Portland. Then they get here and they're like, oh my God, I can't, like it's too kind of small. The, the houses are too old, right? But there's some sneaky areas just outside of here, 10 minutes where you can get that more suburban feel that people don't even know about, right? So again, you have to understand your audience and where and where they're at in their, you know, their whole search process. But again, also know the platform of YouTube, right? And so the restaurant interviews, again, name a restaurant in Portland, Oregon right now, besides McDonald's and you know, <laughs> you can't. So you're never, ever, ever, ever gonna search that. And does it work for local people? Maybe, but you know, we like to be honest again, we shot hundreds of those and to this day have still not received, you know, a phone call from it. So we like to go down the path of the things that, that pay I'm actually, I'm actually sad when people call us, they don't even ask about the restaurants that we film videos on. Yeah, they're not even there. Well, what about, so what about doing it the way you described Jesse with parks is the top four barbecue restaurants in Portland, the top four Chinese. I think it's for food bloggers and entertainers again. And that's like, I think that drives me crazy too, because I mentioned it, I think in episode one, like, I don't know when the timestamp was that we as real estate agents need to be viral. Like we need the most views. We need the most subscribers. We need the most followers. A lot of those people are still in production and doing minimal production to be brutally honest, or they do not even have a real estate license. The ones that teach us this stuff. So I like hearing from people who actually kill it with Instagram organically. Like they don't pay for followers and they get a lot of business. That's the kind of stuff I love. But again, when it comes to parks and restaurants and these things, it's not being searched out there. And there are some incredible food bloggers out there and they might have 200,000 views or uh, subscribers and they probably make money on AdSense that way. But that's not closing deals, right? And never are we going to go watch a top five barbecue restaurants in Texas to learn where to buy a house. I'm probably going to search that because I'm vacationing there, right? Yeah, and I'm not going to buy a house that's next to Franklin's Barbecue. It's just, you know, and ask yourself these things, right? I love it. I actually, I love the, this conversation because you're really putting, you're, you're really driving a wedge in between the two. They're two very different strategies ultimately, mm -hmm. which is great because it means there is no carryover, which means if this is what you want to do is restaurants and that sort of thing, you belong on Facebook. But if you really want to do what these guys are doing and really dial in on real estate, mm -hmm. YouTube is probably the best place for it. I, this is awesome. So uh, Jesse, you mentioned, 
the symphony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's kind of a recap in a way that you talked about the thumbnail. Can you recap that in a way? Cause I know we've discussed it. I don't know if we've discussed it in order and, uh, in, in, you know, in sequential order. So can you, can you do that for the audience? Just talk about before we get to the call to action, cause I want to do that next mm-hmm. is, is what is that? What does that symphony look like? What, what is, what are the musts that have to be a part of one video, one post on YouTube that you just have to have. I'll defer to Jackson for that one. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's a combination, like he said, of the, of the, the title and the thumbnail. Now, this is again, when I really became a YouTuber, I started understanding analytics and data, right? So average view durations. So you'll hear terminology like AVDs, CTRs, you know, those are click through rates, right? And it's very important. Do you, and we don't know this actually many people, you know, I've done a lot of studying on this now, but Netflix, Amazon prime, have you ever seen their thumbnails? That's what's catching you, right? You may skip over the greatest freaking movie of all time, but the thumbnail just doesn't catch you. They split test their thumbnails too. And if you've probably noticed you went to Netflix one day and you saw a show with a thumbnail and you went the next day and it was different, they're constantly monitoring these things. So YouTube is all about that, right? It's all about that thumbnail and the title. The title it has is stuffed with keywords that helps you to rank, right? So living in Portland, Oregon is a long tail keyword. Portland, Oregon are keywords, right? So we know that we have to have those in our title in order to pop up and rank. Now, what thumbnail over there next to it is standing out and making you click it, right? Or what words with living in Portland, Oregon are making you click it, right? So just living in Portland, Oregon, eh, if the next video says the pros and cons of living in Portland, Oregon, you're like, holy shit, there's bad things. I want to know the bad, right? We always want to know the bad. That's why the news only has bad. That's why this whole world is ran on bad, right? Because it gets the clicks. So we have, it's funny to go back and look at like the first thumbnails I made. They are just awful. Um, And that was after I realized you could do thumbnails. I used to just kind of pick a picture out of the video, but now you'll see a lot of our, our thumbnails are very vibrant, right? Two to three words, maybe four words, very big. They pop off the page. Uh, and when you look at the actual analytics of, uh, of a thumbnail, they say that one third of that, of that thumbnail should be the human face, right? And some people, they balk at that. They don't like that. They don't want their face on there, but that is the largest piece of branding that you can possibly make, right? Because if you are watching a video and, and you enjoy it and you're watching it, but life happens and you got to jump off that video and all of a sudden you go back three days later and you search living in Portland, Oregon, and you see my face again, or you see Jesse's face or you see Heather's face. You're like, Oh my God, I just was watching their videos and I loved it. That's a really good way for them to come back and click on your video again. Uh, facial recognition. When I was learning YouTube and I would search stuff, a lot of the times I was picking thumbnails on the, on the YouTube creators that I liked. There was a couple of them that I couldn't stand, so I wouldn't click on their stuff, right? So, I mean, there's so much to this. I've split test thousands and thousands of thumbnails where not only colors or work, but I've switched one word, like number one suburb in Houston, question mark, or top suburb in Houston, and one will get like a 2% better click-through rate. And if you're talking about 100,000 impressions, you know, you're talking about thousands of views. So, Again, stuff that I just really, really started going down rabbit holes with to understanding both that title and that thumbnail are going to play pivotal parts to what Jesse said, getting you to the video. You can make the greatest video of all time, but if you don't pair that with a good title and and, uh, thumbnail, it's just going to sit there forever and never get any views. What about the caption? How important is that? 
So the captions in, in they are auto-generated into YouTube. So that is a beautiful thing because again, when I mentioned metadata earlier, right? Metadata is basically if you search what is it like to live in Portland, Oregon, or where to live in Portland, Oregon, fraction of a second, it's it's pulling up maybe 30,000 videos that 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 have something about that in it. So if our title has it, our tagging has it, and when I'm talking in my videos or when Jesse's talking in his videos a lot, you'll hear us mention our keywords in the video a lot, right? In this video, we're going to learn about where to live in Portland, Oregon, because, you know, you're thinking about moving to Portland, Oregon. So, all right, where to live in Portland, you know, we're going to mention that. That's all metadata, right, that, that Google is transcribing for you. So, they transcribe your captions for you. And uh, there's a few things on the Again, I'll get deep in the weeds on this stuff, but people get scared because YouTube came out and said, oh, about 70% of the captions are right. Well, that's on certain styles of videos. But if I'm sitting here talking into my microphone, it picks up the captions really well. I've usually never had an issue with it. There are little tricks if you want to put in the extra work to go into your captions and actually edit a few of them so it looks like they're custom captions. Uh, but it's nothing that I do. It's not worth my time. They do a very good job of watching our captions. On our Portland channel, with almost a million views, uh, like 7.1% come from closed captions. So um, and Je I think Jesse might remember, but there's like 20 per or 30% of the, of the world has some kind of hearing uh, issue, you know, so a lot of times it's, you don't want, you're in public, you don't want it to be loud. And for other people, it's just, they need the captions. So that's auto-generated for you. There is spots for you to upload custom captions, but you can go right in there and edit them the, uh, yourself. But again, it's not something that I'm putting a lot of effort to, uh, you know, I found they're coming to YouTube to, to watch and listen to something. So the microphone better be better than the captions. Yeah, the, um, I, I don't see people bouncing off because the captions are uh, like messed up here and there. And like no one, like out of the millions of comments that we have, no one, I, I, I've never seen anyone ever mention anything about the captions. So mm -hmm. what about the description? Descriptions, like that's what I call the most important part of, of your metadata. Back in the day, 10 plus, you know, 10 years, 10 plus years, you could actually just stuff keywords in there. So it'd be like just Portland, Oregon, living in Portland, moving to Portland, all this stuff, right? When, when I started doing this, again, it was taught by people who didn't understand the YouTube platform. And, and a realtor's mind goes directly to squeeze pages and landing pages and links and mouse traps and all of that, right? So when I had this description, I was like, okay, there's the link to our buyer guide, seller guide, uh, get into our, uh, and I'm terrible at real estate, so <laughs> laugh at me all you want, but I can't even think of half these things, but um, you know, look at a, a at property of homes and then they, we capture their information. That's kind of what was taught out there, right? I then learned, oh my God, okay, first of all, the Portland, Oregon real estate market's not getting any views. This, these videos suck. Uh, the escrow process inspection, pro they're not getting any views. These suck. And I was like, what's actually getting views out there? So I went and looked and it was like, you know, top 10 worst areas to live in Portland, Oregon. I'm like, this is the kind of stuff. And, and so I started messing with TubeBuddy. Well, then I wasn't really ranking any videos, right? And as a new YouTuber, you do not have the power to go rank videos as somebody who has a thousand subscribers or a hundred thousand or some of the people we were competing with, you know, a million subscribers. They can rank a video just like that. So then that led me down this path of optimization, right? So when you're in TubeBuddy, there's three tabs there's search, there's uh, competition, and there's optimization. Optimization, if that is in the green, I say green's a go. And again, this is deep in the weeds. I really break this stuff down on my playlist on the channel junkies, but 
that was like a huge revolutionary day for us to go, oh my God, some of these videos by these na nationwide YouTubers who don't live in Portland are doing top 10 worst neighborhoods in every major city with millions of subscribers. I can actually leapfrog them, leapfrog them with a, a better video uh, and outrank them because I was noticing even in their descriptions, they had nothing about what it's like to live in Portland, Oregon, where to live. It was all their links to their websites and stuff. So that was something again, and I mentioned this, I think in episode one or two about the SEO studio tool that TubeBuddy came out with where I'm going to take my title, which is maybe the pros and cons of living in Portland, Oregon, 2021, right? And I'm going to copy that and I'm going to paste it as the first line in my description. From there, I'm going to write three to four sentences that that are all about that title and that video, but not keyword stuffing. You have to write for humans now, not for robots. So it's going to be, so you're thinking about moving to or relocating to Portland, Oregon. Well, in this video, we do a deep dive in the good, the bad, the ugly, the pros and cons of living in Portland, Oregon. So if you're thinking about moving to Portland, Oregon, you're going to have a good understanding of some of the things you'll like when living in Portland, Oregon, and some of the things you're not going to like when living in Portland, Oregon. So like, living in Portland, Oregon, moving to Portland, Oregon, relocating, it's all over in that description. So if anybody types any of that stuff, uh, one, it can rank for that. Two, now YouTube in a flash of a second goes, oh my God, okay, the title has the keywords in it. The description has the keywords, all of the captions and all the dialect he said has it. And oh my God, that thumbnail right there of him screaming, freaking out saying, I can't handle Portland has a 9.7% click-through rate, like boom, that's, that's gonna rank number one. And then again, we like long form content. So I'm not going to shoot a three minute video on that. That'll never rank. That's why I'm doing 20, 25, 30 minute, you know, videos on this stuff. So that now all of that optimization, all of that stuff I worked so hard to nail, I better get that good long video with a good long average view duration. And, you know, we'll outrank just about anybody. Yeah. And when we were doing, to, um, like Jackson said, we were looking at guys that had millions of subscribers. Um, like the world, according to Briggs was like the one that we really targeted and uh, he was actually from our city too. And um, when we would put a new video out, we would go and see where it ranked and we always leapfrogged him. And so we were always celebrating those wins of saying, yeah, we're number one, you know, it'd be number one for a day or two. And then it would drop out, but that was fine. Cause you were basically building up your, um, your credibility in the YouTube world. And then as you start to get more average view duration than he does, and now they really start to promote you more than these competitors. Cause they're just out there looking for uh subscriber views. Cause that's how they're getting their, their paychecks from uh, yep. YouTube through to, um, AdSense. But in uh, TubeBuddy, and when you're writing and if anyone uses it, which I highly recommend everyone does. And if you want to do the AB split test, you do need the top tier uh, uh, subscription, which is like 40 bucks a month. But it, as you're writing your keywords in there with the title, it starts highlighting the keywords. So when you go into uh, write your description, it actually copies your title and it automatically places it into the description. So you don't have to do any of that work. And then it starts giving you, uh, it starts highlighting it as it goes along. And then there's a little thermometer that starts rolling up and then it checks boxes as you start meeting their criteria. So one is naturally placing the keyword in the title. And then um, when you go to the next page, it actually has pre-selected keywords for you already. So you just got to check those, put them in the uh, keyword tool. And even when you upload the video into uh, YouTube, it gives you a whole selection of uh, pre-populated keywords that they suggest anyways. So there's a lot of it. It takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. The biggest one, and you can uh, check and see like with your thumbnail as well, it'll rank your uh, thumbnail. It'll tell you how it will perform. And uh, one thing that a lot of agents don't do is they don't want to put a picture of themselves on the uh, thumbnail, but that's actually one of the most important things. It says in TubeBuddy that your picture should represent 33% of the actual thumbnail. So you want to make sure that your thumbnail looks really nice. 
And then um, if you don't want to make them, just go to Fiverr. You can get them made for really inexpensive. And you also do not want to put your title of your video on the thumbnail. That's what a lot of people do. And um, your thumbnail is just like another added little bonus to get somebody to click on you. So if it's the pros and cons of living in Portland, Oregon, don't put that on your thumbnail. You want to put like something like, you will not believe this, something that's extremely clickable and it's going to capture their attention when they're browsing through. And an impression, because that's where the impressions come from, are when people stop on your uh, video for at least a half a second or longer. So it's more of a, it's more of a statement. Exactly. And, yep. and I want to point out, both guys mentioned uh, you said it differently, Jackson. A third of your of your thumbnail should be a human face. Jesse just mm -hmm. said the different way. I think that's uh, the point. Is they're driving that home. Stop being uh, afraid of putting yourself on there. You need to be on there. You're branding yourself. All right, fellas. We just went down a rabbit hole, which was a good. I make one more little comment. Yeah. Go so ahead. when when people are talking about thumbnails and making pictures, like I've heard of people saying, like I'm going to go hire a photographer and make all these pictures. Don't do that. Just use your iPhone. Set it up in your office make sure it's a black blank background in the back and just build a Google file and set your timer on for like three second uh, pictures and just take a bunch of different little pictures. Maybe use four or five different shirts and then you just do funny little poses, put those in a file. And then when you uh, want to make your uh, thumbnails, you can go in there and grab whichever one you want because in all these uh, thumbnail creation tools out there, uh, you can remove the background. But I hear people saying like, I'm hiring this photographer. Then they go out and do this crazy photography shoot and it's irrelevant. Good, good so, advice. Thank pro you. tip. Love it. All right, let's let's uh, let's get back on track here. We talked about hooks. Now we just talked about all kinds of, of technical stuff, uh, kind of kind of reiterating and maybe going a little deeper. Uh, calls to action. Talk yeah. about calls to action, how important they are, and let's give some examples and, and what they should be doing. Yeah, and I, uh, the one thing I want to preface this uh, topic and this conversation around is, um, you know, we started, actually, I just put a timeline out uh, a couple of days ago in our uh, Facebook group. Because a lot of agents will say, oh, I don't, I, no one's calling me. And it's like, sometimes these channels can take in the bigger cities, they, they could take up to six months, you know? But the thing is, is these bigger city guys are now closing. Um, uh, well, one of our agents just told us this week, they closed 80 deals this year um, in 2021 for over $50 million in sales. I think it was like 75 million. And then our uh, Phoenix channel was another one that took a while. And it's now done about 50 deals this year. And we started that thing in September of 2020. So it's really cranking, but here's the thing. When Jackson and I started, we started in, uh, I believe it was October of 2019. And then we didn't put our call to action. Uh, we didn't get any calls. We got no reach outs or anything. And what it was, and this was for months and I'm talking probably seven, eight months. And then finally this lender, uh, we were, they were wanting to earn our business and they were helping us edit videos. Our lender was doing it, editing on his own time. We went and met with this boss because they wanted to do some more stuff with us. And he said, man, your videos are great, but no one's probably calling you, are they? And we're like, no, they're not, actually. He's like, it's because you're not telling people to call you. And he said, and it's not at the end of the video that you need to do this. You need to do it at the very beginning. And he didn't say after the call to action. This is like what we ended up developing was our process of how we now structure a video. But we put the um, call to action in the video. Jackson created it. And he can talk about that. But the next day, we had 14 clients call us that all were on their way to Portland within the next 30 days. And we ended up closing all of them. Uh, and that was like the changing, the evolutionary changing of our business that really took it from like here to here to here. And you hear about all these things that we did along the path. So like it took us to creating the right titles and that's when the views and subscribers started pouring in, but no calls yet. And then it was that call to action months later that really freaking ranked, cranked it up really quickly. 
and Jackson can talk more into depth about like what he decided to do and how he prefaced it because it's brilliant the way that the uh, call to action works. And so we actually use the same call to action for uh, recruiting agents as well. And um, I've personally brought on over 80 agents. These are, and this is what I talk about when I talk to my friends in the recruiting industry, I was like, you guys should be doing YouTube channels. I said, I get, I've brought on 80 agents myself and it's all through my YouTube channel. I'm not calling these people. These are agents calling us to work with us. Yeah. That's why I'm like, these recruiters should be out there, not only in real estate, but tech industries and things like that, because you can really showcase your culture. And then these, uh, these really good um, college graduates or anyone looking for a job, they're on YouTube looking up different industries. So Jackson, you can talk about the call to action uh, better than I can, but. Well, it, it boils back to my why and who I am at the end of the day. Right. So I'm, I'm spearheading the videos and, trying to cold call, you know, we, we were running Facebook leads. We were doing just about anything and I, I can't convert to save my life. Right. I mentioned that earlier. Like you could hit me up and say, I'll come sell my house for 6%. I'll botch it some way. I am so uncomfortable asking anybody for the business. Like I just really want people calling me and wanting to work with me. And so that was kind of the ideal with the YouTube stuff. And I actually, I'm looking at it right now. Cause I wanted to know the actual dates and I have, a hundred videos on this channel of just crap, you know, the listing videos, the restaurants, the market updates, nothing. And then I did the, or I shot the, the pros and cons video on in February of 2019. And then from there, I went, went on to shoot 60 plus other videos that made no sense. Right. And a lot of them were Jesse's listings videos. Cause he was still killing it in real estate. Um, a lot of them were restaurant interview. I, I remember quitting and giving up on YouTube because I only got six views on it and you know, everybody sells views. And then in June, the middle of June is when we did the where to live in Portland, Oregon. That's the video. That's the day that the call to action was derived in between. There's two or three day in the life of a real estate agent too, because I thought we had to document our lives again. Nobody's going to search me. So it was pointless, but in one of those videos, Jesse, we were actually sitting in the office with that lender. Hey, thank you, lenders. You know, you lenders are good people, Jeff. No. And he's just like, man, those videos you guys are doing are killer because we were getting better and doing some vlogs and all this random stuff. And he goes, are you getting business from it? And we're like, and, and that's when I kind of had, okay, no, that's the uncomfortable thing, right? As we start maybe getting better on TikTok or Instagram or follow or whatever, when the hard question comes, are you getting business from it? Well, no, <laughs> like that sucks, dude. And, and he's like, are you telling anybody to call you? And I'm like, no, everybody says you can't do that. They'll jump off the video. I'm not doing it. You know, he's like, look, I'm telling you right now. And this is like the manager of this whole lending company. So you can tell he's worked his way up. He's probably a closer. He's good at what he does. And he's like, people, they're not dumb, but you have to tell them what to do. And Jesse's like the biggest proponent of this. Like if you work under him, he's going to tell you what to do, but you've got to tell people what to do subconsciously. They will just use your content forever. They won't know to call you. They won't even know you're a real estate agent. Right. And, and our videos weren't, Hey, we are realtors. Right. And so now you fast forward four, you know, five months later, uh, 50 plus videos. And it's, you're thinking about moving to Portland. Well, you have no idea which section to live today. I'm going to be interviewing Jesse. We're talking about all these sections. We cruised across the the, this bridge, he's on a scooter. I'm asking him stuff, all the B roll that we've been shooting for the past six months, you know, and not putting calls to action. I'm dropping that stuff in as he's talking about it. And it made this killer video, but at the beginning of it, I came up with this, this call to action. There was nothing out there like it. It was just like, so you're thinking about moving to Portland or, you know, or actually I came out 
All right, what's up? My name is Jackson Wilkie with the Living in Portland team. If this is your first time to this channel and you want to learn everything about what it's like to work, eat, sleep, live, play right here in Portland, well, make sure you tap that subscribe button and you click the little bell so you're notified every time we do a new video. And we honestly get so many phone calls, emails, texts every single day from people moving and relocating here. We absolutely love it. So thinking about moving anywhere in the Portland or Vancouver area, make sure you give us a call. Shoot us a text, send us an email. Even send us a pigeon carrier. I don't care how you get a hold of us. We got your back from moving to Portland. All right, so let's jump into it. Well, that was the day that everything changed, like this rapid growth. And now we see thousands of agents across the country really just following this process. But if you don't have that call to action in there and everything that we talked about before, right? Ranking a video, getting the video, longer videos, but it's that freaking call to action. The next day, the phone rings 14 times and it was unbelievable. I still to this day, like, I think about that very first call I got, which was, you know, for a Canadian couple. And we just closed on their house like last week. So the on very Friday, first yeah, call we got on Friday, Friday, right? The very first freaking call, this is a pipeline business. We're not after a lead so that we can feel good for tomorrow. Like legacy, we're out of production in two and a half years. We're at 122 homes sold. And it was because I couldn't tell people to call me that we never would have blown this up or, or made this whole path and until it was installed. So that's kind of how the call to action was. You've got to hook them. Remember at the beginning, I, I told you how to hook them and hit those stories, hit them right in the feelers. That's what opens you up to allow you to get that call to action in there. And then it actually turns into a fear of missing out. The people reached out that next day were like, oh my God, I've been watching your videos for months because we started doing the vlogs. Like we were getting some killer. We did a top five neighborhood vlog. It took us like two days. It's sick. No calls from it. They're like, we've been watching all your videos and all your neighborhood, but we didn't even know you guys were real. We didn't even know to call you. Like we had to physically tell them. And even though I said, you know, we get calls all the time, that was a lie. Well, now it's not from that video. You know, we, we get hundreds of calls and it's evergreen content. Again, another reason why we love YouTube is because these videos we, we worked so hard on years ago are still paying in fruits. And so now you kind of, we went through some ups, downs and me answering phone calls and I can't close shit to Jesse looking at me one day when it goes and says, you're never going to close another deal in real estate again. Just give me everything you got. And he put, you know, like 15 deals into escrow. Um, and that's kind of how the partnership formed uh, and why it's so important now. I think we talk about really closing these deals and scaling and growing and systems and processes too, because We've had three, four agents who joined us, you know, and partnered with us, you know, at eXp, who that's their number one problem was they got so much freaking business from this that they were turning down deals, right? And you try and close every single one and you end up making less money than when you start delegating and incorporating Jesse's systems. Awesome. Uh, so, we, and one thing I want to clarify when it comes to the call to actions, you, I think the first inclination is hook, beginning, call yeah. to action, end. But that's not true. Call to actions throughout. Yes. Yep. Because think, I mean, and I'm a data analytic guy, right? I had to learn how to become a YouTuber. Well, you know, if you get 20% of your viewers, 15% of your viewers to watch 100% of your videos, you're killing it, right? Like we have average view durations of 35 to 55%. That means, you know, people are really watching 35 to 55% of our videos, which is in our case, 10 plus minutes. Think about that, right? A 35% average view duration on some of my videos is 13 minutes long but they're not making it to the end. So if I don't tell them to call them, I just told you we went through from basically uh, the beginning of 2019 to the middle of 2019, six months of no calls to next day calls, something works right there, right? That's that's data in the, in the, in the pudding there. So 
it is just super imperative that you hook them and then you give them those calls to action that you love uh, helping people move and relocate. Call us anytime. I love it. I love it. And don't yeah, forget so, the story. Don't forget the exactly, story. You gotta tell the story. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the way that we set up our um, our video sequence is uh, we do our, our call to act or hook. And then we do a little teaser, which this is like your brand video. And this could be like, a t- and we say no more than five to 10 seconds. If you really push it at 15, this is where I see a lot of people mess up also is they'll make these two minute long teaser reels that want to highlight their entire real estate career. But this, remember these people are only, you have 30 seconds to keep them on. So they're going to bounce off if that thing is too long. So we've lowered ours to 10 seconds and it's really just a quick teaser reel that we have in every video. So it's kind of like our staple. And then you go into that call to action and then do your video, throw in your call to actions throughout that. And they're just little call to actions, you know? So if we're like, yeah, and we're, we're standing right here in this neighborhood, this is my favorite. And if you want to live in this neighborhood, remember to reach out and give us a call and then just keep on going. You don't do the whole call to action again, but then at the end, so you do your video and then you do your outro with that call to action one more time. Uh, and you don't ever want to thank people for watching your video. Um, Cause that's an automatic indicator that it's over and they're going to click off. So you want to make sure that at the very end, you have your, uh, your cards popping up that show next videos. And hopefully they click to the next video because we did learn that if you say, Hey, thanks for watching our video. Boom. It's game over. They're instantly moving on to something else. Interesting. That's good feedback. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about it, like you watch like the office or something, which is like the, the greatest show, like it, it opens up and Dwight Schrute walks in there with fucking nunchucks and swords. And you're like, what? And then all of a sudden it goes to the music and anybody in the world hears that music, you know, it's the freaking office. Right. And you sit there and you watch it every time and you'll watch nine seasons straight and you'll watch that intro every time in that music, that brand. And that's kind of how ours were. And I, I just kind of self-adopted it. Like Jesse riding a scooter, me, there's a big graffiti wall and I'm kind of walking up and I'm just in t-shirt and shorts, you know, a couple of them I got, I'm drinking a brewski. It's just a total, like who are Jackson and Jesse? And then it's funny, you know, I've seen like hundreds of these intros now and people are riding, like they go rent a scooter just because they think they have to have a scooter, but it is, it's just our little intro play. Right. And we hook them like, you know, with, with swords in the beginning and nunchucks, that little intro that they know us now, they know our brand, they know our sound and and then boom, right into that call to action. And you best believe we've had probably a hundred plus reach outs of people saying, Hey, been watching your videos, sending the pigeon carrier to you. Like it's funny. And, and we get corrected in our comments all the time. You guys are idiots. It's actually a carrier pigeon. And we're like, don't care, bro. I messed it up. Whatever. So again, it's hey, you commented, funny. right? There's a lead coming in right now from the website. We'll it. let the team get that. You, yeah, you the, um, a lead is coming in right now as yep. we're recording this. Yep, exactly. Uh, so the one is, thing I want to touch just, on real that, quick. That's kind of the staple we have. In, or, or hook, intro, call to action, and then meet. Give it to them. Everything. Yeah, and one thing I want to talk about on the brand piece is, um, you know, a lot of agents... Um, they, they move brokerages every couple of years. So I think in the intro, like, or your call to action for us, I always, I always push hard on agents to create a universal brand. So my brand that I created from the beginning was the real agent now group. And um, so now I never say this is Jesse with Keller Williams or Jesse with EXP, because I want to know that if I ever move brokerages, that my brand is now transferable over to my next brokerage. And yeah, I'll put it in the channel art, whatever the requirements are by the uh, government or by the NAR or whatever. But the thing is, is like a lot of these agents are like, oh my gosh, I freaking, I, uh, I made everything. And I said I was with this brokerage and then I switched. So like now my brokerage is telling me I have to remove my videos because you can't go in there and take that out of your uh, video that's already posted. You can add to 
but so that's a, that's a real big, uh, no, no, in my opinion. And I like, I like universal brands too, because they are sellable at the end of your life. It's really hard to sell Jesse Dow real estate. It's very easy to sell real agent now group. I love it. So we've got a few minutes left. I want to real quickly touch on the, what do they do next? Call the Jackson's phone is ringing right now, right? The phone starts to ring. The leads start to come in, you know, quickly summarize. Okay. What's now next? Yeah. So, um, you know, and this is through a lot of trial and tribulation. And when it, you have to take this process exactly the way that we lay it out, because this will not only save you a lot of time, but it's also going to get your deals closed quicker. So um, we were zooming before zooming was a thing. And so we mentioned this, I think. Wait, wait, wait slow down again. Hold on. Because this, Jeff, believe it or not, this is the most important part. Yeah. We so were zooming before zooming was cool, but why? Right. Yeah, because, because I was we, taking it. This, you, your whole business will change if you incorporate this right now. Yeah, so typically you'll get the calls and the text messages of people saying, hey, I'm, I'm coming to Portland. And you don't know what they're coming for. And so we would, we would just, so they'll say, I'm coming to Portland, Oregon. And we'll say, oh, that's great. Where are you moving from? And they'll say, oh, I'm coming from San Diego. And you'll say, oh, that's great. Are you moving here because of the weather? Just like as a joke, because the weather sucks in Portland, great in San Diego. And they'll say, um, yeah, we're looking for a home. We'll say, great. Are you looking to buy a rent? If they say rent, we just say, you know, unfortunately we can't work with renters here because in Portland, they don't put the rentals on the MLS. It's the wild, wild west. We just say, um, you know, but if they say, oh, we're looking to rent for a little bit, then buy. We just say, oh, that's great. We'd love to schedule some time with you. Here's our Calendly link. Go ahead and schedule a Zoom. So that Zoom link is linked to our team lead, which is answering all these calls and messages anyways, and then our lender. So they both all set aside Tuesdays and Thursdays for Zoom calls. And they both show up on the Zoom call together because one thing that we learned was that um, all the questions were coming up. They were all lender-related questions because these people are relocating. They have they are moving jobs. They want to know exactly what they need. And even if they are going to rent, we'll say, hey, you should very look at long-term Airbnb rentals and test out some neighborhoods. 99% of our sales are actually coming from neighborhoods that the people thought they wanted to live in from our videos, which is really cool. If they don't buy in those neighborhoods, it's just because they couldn't afford it or the... Um, or they were getting outbid and they just got impatient. So we'll get them into a short-term rental for a while. So then they don't have to move twice. And if they just say they're looking to buy, then we do the same exact thing. We say, Hey, let's jump on the zoom call. And, and the reason that I implemented that is because Jackson was taking the calls earlier on his phone and he, they would ask all these questions and I'd ask him like, well, are they pre-qualified? Are they working with the lender? And he'd be like, I don't know. I'm like, do they have to sell their house to buy a house? I don't know. One thing we didn't mention what is the last F year. What you had, mean you don't know? I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, the last year, uh, our first year, we actually had over 30 listing referrals too, to, uh, in, that was worth millions of dollars. And one of them, we gave one agent like, like 50% of them in California. So those are all hefty deals. So anyways, when we got them on the Zoom, we started uh, just, it was building a relationship and building that connection. And that's what you have on the first sales call. It's part of the sales process is building that relationship. If you don't get them on a Zoom, Trust me, they, you're just another agent to them. And th this is what we realized is we were building this relationship. And if they say, hey, I'm just going to come out and take a look at the area and I'm not looking to buy, what we were doing earlier is we would say, okay, we'll give you a tour. Well, those tours were taking all day and it was taking up a lot of our time. And through the processes and learnings again, our team lead, Heather, actually built this thing called the self-guided tour. And this is where uh, hotspots list. So they actually have uh, some key locations and it's for every neighborhood. Now we have it tabbed out. And uh, when new houses come on the market and someone's coming to town, we'll add those uh, addresses in there so they can drive by, see what it's like. But we tell them, hey, you can go into new construction. You can go into open houses. 
you want to be represented by an agent because the person doing the open house or the new construction is representing the seller. You want to be represented by someone that's working for you. Whether you work for us or not is totally up to you. We would obviously love to work with you, but feel free to go on this tour. This we thought was a big risk. It ended up being the best thing we ever did. These people are texting us the whole time. Oh my gosh, I love this neighborhood. I love this neighborhood. Build me a search for this. Build me a search for that. How, a lot of times we get them where they text and say, hey, um, I went to this new construction development. We want to ride an offer. The, the agent says you need to be here. We'll send one of our agents over there or we filled your name in. And a lot of times we've sold houses where we never even met the agent or the client. And we've done tons of self-guided tour or uh, video tours. And this, that goes to a whole nother another situation where you have to be very descriptive. You know, what do you hear? What do you smell? What do you see? The last thing you want is a client showing up and saying, this house sucks. So we, we always say is we talk a lot of clients out of houses before we ever talk them into houses. And so you're just building this entire relationship through zoom. And so our lender last year, uh, he closed over 60 of our transactions in one market. Um, and this is what happens throughout the other cities is these lenders are a little skeptical to work with you because we teach agents how to build relationships with the lenders that are going to want to support us. Mm -hmm. And so our lender in Portland, he only works on our team now, but then other markets, they start getting a taste of this client. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to work with any other clients because our average credit score was 740 this year. Average price point was almost, it was this year has been about 700. Last year it was 600. So you're getting these just amazing clients that want to work with you. Then they work with you again, refer business. And this all comes from trial and error. But what we hear a lot is agents saying, I'm not getting business. I'm getting calls. I don't know what's wrong. I, I say, are you on getting them on Zoom right away with your lender? They're like, no, they're trying to prospect them. And this was my issue early is I was literally doing like a phone call script and acting like these people didn't know me. I'm their hero in their eyes. They're calling me. They know who they're calling. So I had to ch completely change my, my approach. And so once I changed my approach and guided them to where I wanted them to go, which was on that Zoom, it was a game, a, a big game changer. So when agents do incorporate the Zoom to their business, it completely changes everything. And even for all of our just ordinary referral business and everything else, um, I make the agents now do Zoom calls with them as well with the first meeting, because I do think it really solidifies you. And now with COVID, it really changed. Zoom is a normal thing now. Before people would be like, what is this Zoom thing? I don't know what Zoom is. I don't okay, have to download app. it. Are you, uh, are you putting a, a virus on my computer? You know, so it was very combative. Um, now it's just, it goes with the flow. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And availability. We, we, we need to wrap up because I have to head to a call with a guy named Addison. Uh, you guys might know him. Yeah. Uh, this one. Um, but so here's what I want to do is, is let's say this, there's, there's probably so much more that we can continue to talk about, but we just don't have the time. So here's what you have to do. You got to go connect with these guys. You got to go find them. So where are the best places for our audience to go connect with you saying, man, I need more. I want to do this. How do they do that? Yeah. The the way, I think oh yeah. I mean, our email address is, jesse at realagentnow.com and jackson at realagentnow.com that's for just direct inquiries um what were you gonna say jess i was gonna say yeah the best place if the agents want more and they want to learn more for free go to jackson's youtube channel the channel junkies but if you do want to hit fast forward and get the fastest approach it, it, this is a to z everything that we talked about onboarding the client scaling your business learning the tags descriptions step-by-step -step tutorials on everything go get the course at channeljunkies.com. The link's down in the description. Jeff's going to provide that. I'm telling you right now for the investment that it is, it's, I spent over a hundred thousand dollars of my own money bringing on Jackson and creating this uh, for what we did and what you can get now. 
is like, everyone always says, what would you have done from the beginning differently? I, I said, I would have bought in this course. That's the first thing I would have ever done. And that's the best way to do it. Because then you learn, even if you're going to hire an agency to do your editing and stuff, it's always just best to know the process yourself anyways. Because we do the call to action, thumbnails, everything in there. It's how to create a Gmail account if you don't know. It's literally the, the YouTube for dummies real estate version. And it will really set you up for success. And we've had hundreds and if not thousands of uh, agents go through it massive success. So, and these are people coming from if other they put in the work. Yeah. If you put in the work, <laughs> well, like everything as, else, as always with everything. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the, the link he's talking about is going to be channel junkies.co forward slash lab coat agents. I believe that yep. will be in the show notes that will be in the captions of the posts. Uh, but if you are an overachiever and you want to go right now, there you go. Channel junkies.co forward slash lab coat agents. Go check it out, fellas. This has been amazing. Uh, let's definitely stay in touch. I think I've already connected you to, to Nick at Business Video School. Um, I've got another platform I want to talk to you about, but we'll do that offline. Thank you so much. Three episodes. This has been super insightful. You guys are amazing. And uh, looking forward to uh, doing more collaborations with Challenge Junkies, man. You guys are studs. Absolutely. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. This episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast is brought to you by RedX, the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds, for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre foreclosures, and geo leads, the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside Vortex, the all in one lead management platform, free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off. Just go to redx.bz forward slash LCA. That's R-E-D-X dot B-Z forward slash LCA to sign up for RedX today. Agents Podcast.